giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Wake up, baby, wake up. Good people, welcome to AZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, that's right. It is Hump Day. Yeah. And it's time to talk about those dirty old Philadelphia Eagles, right? We got to talk about them. The, the 24, 48-hour period of enjoying a victory or sulking in a loss Three, is over. Two, it's time to move forward. It's time to move on. It's time to talk about how the Cowboys, or how we, can have another cookout next week, right? Like, that's what we want. We want to get these victories so that A to Z Sports Nation, Dallas Cowboys Nation, we can have some cookouts. We don't have cookouts when we lose. We don't do cookouts. Good morning, everybody. Mark Smith in the building. Patrick Della over on Facebook. Shout out to you. AJ, Jesse Falls. Where'd it go? Here you go. KD, a.k.a. Swaggy P. Stevie Mac, the my guy. Salute to you. Alejandra, Tony, Adrian, Jacob, Mike's Meticulous Details Podcast. Always got to say it like that. Texas Twister, Joshua in the building. Trey always in the building. Eight-ish gang. <laughs> I got to laugh because it really is eight-ish. My bad, y'all. But, hey, you know, I come on. We're going to give you our fire show, period. Uh, and the many, many more coming through. Um, like I always say, man, if you miss it, hashtag running back gang and um, also upload it on the audio podcast. And sometimes you might catch a clip or something here or there on Instagram. So follow uh, A to Z Sports Dallas there. You might catch it on Twitter. Follow, follow A to Z Sports Dallas there. Or you might catch it on the website, A to Z Sports dot com slash Dallas. But if you want to follow Sky, you can follow me on Twitter at Skywalker still. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on? Gene says real still. Toop says salute to you still. Uh, salute to the chat. Yes, sir. Sh- Chase Washington in the building. Sully, let's get it. Be bird the OG. Yes, let's do this thing. Listen, I-, I like to bring in the Cowboys morning with some energy and with the latest and greatest news that we can I can possibly give to you guys prior to, you know, press conferences and other things dropping. So, um, yeah, that's how we're going to do it, man. That's how we're going to roll. And today... It's all about those dirty eagles, you know, and I got to be professional, right? Got to be a little bit professional because I, I, I truly despise that franchise. You know what I'm saying? I really do. I, I hate everything about the Eagles franchise. I hate y'all. I hate the fans. And I got a ton of really good friends, really, really good friends back home that are Eagle fans, but I, I can't stand y'all. You know, they always talk about Cowboys fans. The Cowboys haven't won in 20-something years, and I feel like most of Dallas Cowboys fans understand that. But Eagles fans, prior to that victory, that Super Bowl, y'all hadn't won in 60-something years. 
and you would have thought these guys won five Super Bowls because of the NFC Championship game. But but you know what? I'm not going to open up no old wounds. We're not going to do that because I will be on an Eagles broadcast later this week giving my uh, contextual takes, right, my my quality takes on the on the team. I'm not going to do the whole spewing thing. We ain't doing that. I'm going to let the Cowboys do the talking because I feel good about this game. I do. feel good about this game. The Cowboys do the talking. Cowboys. Uh, KD said Eagles are trash, man. Of course, man. You will never, ever, 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 ever see me argue with that. Uh, what's up, Matt? Dr. Dre says, nah, keep it real. Going to beat the out the Eagles. He said, we're going to beat the out the Eagles. I'm feeling good about it, man. Y'all know me. I can't give y'all the prediction until Sunday. Well, it'll be Monday with Jesse. Make sure y'all check that out. I got to plug that. Me and Jesse Holly been killing these pregame shows, postgame shows, halftime shows at Texas Live, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I know it's just it's promotion, but seriously, I think that we we give a real quality show and real quality takes, man. So shout out to my guy, OG Jesse Holly. Uh, it's been great having him on my side as a partner during these things, man. Learned a lot from him from the OG. What's up, Tony? Patrick says no concerns this week. I mean, there's there's things we'll talk about. Uh, Toot says talking about spying Jalen Jalen Hurts, uh, and what we'll, that's tomorrow. Cowboys defense against their offense. We'll we'll discuss that tomorrow. I mean, you guys can call in and talk about it a little bit today. 351-999-3787. You you can definitely call in and we'll talk a little bit about it. But I'll go into detail tomorrow because I'm going to drop some detailed gems today on the defense. Uh, Mike says, oh, you and Jesse Holly's laughing. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. It's a real show, in my opinion. Uh, And it's a show, right? Like, we, we make sure that we... We put everything in the gumbo, and and we give you quality content, quality takes, and a quality show. And a quality show. All right, man. Oh, I don't want to lock. I don't want to lock the conference. Let me do this real quick. There we go. So somebody brought up Lord Brunson. Shout out to Lord Brunson. You know what I mean? All the Eagles content creators, things like that. But that's not the show I'm going to be on. I'll let y'all know once once we get the details and whatnot. All right, man. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. All right, man. It's the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening, to tone up, sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at Texas Family Fitness have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. And hey, like I always say, if you got kids, man, bring them on over. They got a kids club. So if you're looking to begin your journey, do me a favor and head over on to one of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com for more information. Let them know that Sky sent you. Let them know that A to Z sent you. And then report back to me if you enjoy your stay. All right. Let's get it. Couple quick notes. Couple, you know. Cleanups. Uh, Got to do some house cleaning. Cowboys did cut kicker, and I'm and, and listen, y'all. I'm really gonna try this one. Lerum Hirulahu. Did I get it? Lerum Hirulahu. 
think I got that name right. I, I really just wanted to say his name because y'all think I can't say names up in this thing. But uh, yeah, so they you know snip snap snip snap with this guy. He's sign him, they cut him, they sign him, they cut him. I you know, I don't know what's going on, but I wonder if they did that to put a little bit of pressure on uh, Greg Deleg. And I guess that pressure worked because, like I said at the beginning of the week, ever since that first half debacle, he's been five for five kicking field goals. So, got to give him a shout-out. They also signed wide receiver Damian Ratley. He previously played for the Browns, got drafted by the Browns, and then he played for the Giants, I believe, last year. Has 29 career receptions, 407 yards, and one touchdown. Now, he's signed to the practice squad. So, I, you know, again, I wonder if that's a situation where, nah, you know what, I'm not going to wonder because I, I feel like Cooper's fine. I think what happened was, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong here, um, Osiris Mitchell, right? Like, isn't Osiris Mitchell injured on the practice squad? The big 6'5", whatever he is. I want to say he's injured. Now, I apologize for not knowing that, but practice squad information, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yes, I think I think Osiris Mitchell is hurt, so they signed Damian Radley. <laughs> All right, y'all, listen. Can we... Can we have a conversation about this Bones thing? I'm sorry. I meant to bring this up on Tuesday, yesterday. I forgot to bring it up. <sighs> okay, the fourth and 20 call. I think for the most part, most of Cowboys Nation is in agreement that that was just a bad call. And I don't want to go back, right? We're supposed to be moving on, but maybe we'll put the bow. This is how we'll tie this game up. If I'm not mistaken, 4th and 20, <laughs> they're kicking from midfield. Dak Prescott in the offense hasn't punted all day. They're moving the rock with no problem. I'm no expert, man. But I figured, hey, let them kick the rock. Get the ball back. Let's see what we can do. Apparently, there's people out there that believe Cowboys fans are soft or Cowboys fans... You know, you don't want to be aggressive. It's a difference between being aggressive and being stupid, right? Like, that wasn't that wasn't smart. And let's not get it twisted because a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, Cowboys fans wanted Jason Garrett going because he, because he doesn't, he's not aggressive and yada, yada, yada. From my understanding, Cowboys fans never wanted Jason Garrett to do stuff like that. They wanted Jason Garrett to be a, to be more creative, to be more aggressive, fourth and one. You know what I'm saying? Fourth and inches or fourth and five. You know, like the Cowboys did when it was fourth and six, and they went for it. That's what Cowboy fans were calling for. They weren't calling for that. Nobody was complaining about the Cowboys special teams being aggressive. They were complaining about the special teams being good, and that's where I'll give Bones his flowers. He's made the special teams a good unit when you go look at the statistics. However, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's without fault. He's made a couple of calls that have scratching your head. Like, how do you defend the Washington call last year? How do you how do you defend this? I don't care what the stats say about blocking punts. I think it was stupid call. Am I wrong here? Because I I, I think there's a there's a there's a cult on Twitter that are stating, "Up, oh, now nah, this was great, man. I loved it." How could you have loved that? I mean, all right, man, let me see what y'all talking about. 
Uh, B Bird, thank you, brother, with the donation. He says, aggressive, not reckless. Yeah, that's how I feel. Toot says, not only that, everything Bones has tried hasn't worked. Can we have some success from Bones? I mean, again, Bones has been Bones has been a good addition in the sense of they've been a good cover unit for the most part. Their, their statistics have improved. This year's off to a rocky start. But then he does certain things that make you go, come on, man. Like, what, are you, what are we doing here? Uh, special teams is literally the only phase of football that I don't want to be aggressive in. Professor O says, and I know you probably got some numbers on that. Paul says, Bones is reckless, not aggressive. Dre says, horrible call and and saying the fans got in his ear, man, don't move like that. So I'm glad you brought that up, Dre. So here's the quote that Bones said that had me like, is he serious? I thought he was just joking until I watched the the actual. (laughs) I watched the uh, press conference thing. Wow. So Bones says. They asked him, you know, why did you, you know, rush the passer? I think Cowboys fans aren't the play it safe type. So I was going to give them what they wanted. Come after their ass and punt rush. I hope. I hope. I hope they're happy with it. We came after him. What the hell is even that? What? What? Hold on, bro. I think Cowboys fans aren't the play it safe type, so I was going to give them what they wanted, come after their ass on the punt rush. So I hope they're happy with it. I legitimately thought this dude was joking until I went and watched the, the press conference and he was dead serious. It came off serious to me, but I pray it was like dry humor. <laughs> and I pray that Bones didn't make this call because Dallas Cowboys fans want to be aggressive. So I ask you, Cowboys fans, because cause me, I know we're I, listen. It ain't about being the play it safe type. You know what? What Cowboys fans want to be? Just be smart. Smart sometimes is going for it on fourth and six. Smart sometimes is blocking for, but fourth and twenty. That's not smart. And I'm, I apologize, Cowboys Nation, for going on and on about it. But I thought the quote was wild. <laughs> I hope he was joking, let's say. I hope. I truly do. Because what guy is going to go on in the press conference talking about the fans? That's how you know these dudes be listening, though. You know what they say about jokes? Half of the joke, they serious. The other half is, is playful. I think he was. it was a little bit of seriousness in that, in my opinion. All right, man, let's move on. I'm done. I apologize. Let's, let's, let's go on to the, to the real news here. And finally, uh, the Eagles, a pair of, of, of uh, Eagle players are hitting the IR. One for the season, done for the season. The other is just temporarily. Guard Brandon Brooks, all pro, uh, pro bowl guard, uh, injured his pectoral muscle, but it's not a season-ending injury, so he'll be able to return here soon. Uh, but it's a big blow for them coming into this game, especially with the Cowboys' front four getting some steam, right? And then the real crusher, I mean, not saying Brandon Brooks isn't a crusher, but... He's coming back at least. But Brandon Graham um, is out for the season. Ruptured his Achilles tendon. And he had been a real durable player for the last half decade. He played in all but one start for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think that is a massive, massive injury moving forward. And what we're going to do is we're going to carry that over and get into the first look with the Cowboys-Eagles. 
you know, massive, massive injury. But let's let's put a bow on on the morning roundup and take a look at what you guys are saying in the chat. Uh, Jess says it was a poor decision. Great teams will take the punt and drive for a field goal touchdown and go for it into the half or go into the half feeling great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, Jess V also says I'm all for aggressiveness, aggressiveness situationally. Exactly. Situational football always seems to come back and kind of bite the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, hi, Skywalker. Love your content. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, the Star Boys podcast. What's up, man? Great, great podcast they have over there. It says, one, I'm at 100% now. Those excuses going to be coming. Yeah. Oh, it's all. I Listen, I don't give a damn, Star Boy. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stand this team. I don't give a damn. How, they could be down to their sixth string whatever across the board. If the Cowboys beat the Eagles, I'm talking mad shit the next day. This is what it is. I'm from PA, I, so it's a little bit different for me. But I do understand how you want to beat teams at their best. But guess what? The Cowboys aren't at their best right now with health. So it's even. Even Steve. All right, here we go, yo. I was waiting for somebody to come in here and defend him. I disagree with everybody. Just three years ago, we were being about not being aggressive enough. Now, all of a sudden, we want to be safe. See, that? See, you must have missed out on what I was just talking about. Nobody, yo, was we were talking about being aggressive on fourth and 20 in that situation. The Cowboys fans wanted to be aggressive on offense. Right? That's where the, that's. So when you comparing Jason Garrett and Bones Fossil, we're not, we're not, we're not, that's not equal. That's apples and oranges. Jason Garrett was a, a conservative coach. Mike McCarthy is much more aggressive than him. And I, I came around after the first two weeks. I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do offensively. We're going to go for it more on fourth down. We're going to be a little bit more aggressive. And I'm cool with that because they're, in my opinion, they were picking their spots, right? They weren't doing it fourth and six on your own 19 yard line, right? This was just not. This, this, this doesn't make any sense. So I'm trying to figure out where the correlation of Jason Garrett and Bones and special teams comes in. What is there to be aggressive with on special teams? All you can do is try to block a punt. But you have to do it right. That's just my opinion on it. That's my opinion. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you've got a different opinion, call in 351-999-3787. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm right. Whichever way. Whichever way. Uh, Toot said, if it's 25 seconds on the clock, I'm cool with coming after him. Yeah. Cade says, when we are going to get AB off the field, that man is a ticking time bomb. Play low. Well, I'm not going to do this. AB. Listen, AB, I think things will eventually play its way. I hope it plays its way out. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Fresh says, watching Talking Cowboys, Isaiah Standback provides some good points about the special teams. What did he What did he say? What? Tell me why that was a good call, if that's what he did. What did he say? Because I, I really want to know about it. Because it's going to come up again. That's why I wanted to bring it up, right? Like, Bones is going to go after another punt, right? He's going to make another fake. That's going to happen, and we're going to question it or, or talk about it if it's if he if he uh, executes it or not. It's going to be brought up. And I like, I like Bones' aggressiveness. I do. I don't like that call right there, regardless of if he makes it. And if you're a guy, if you're guys who've wa- who has watched the games with me last year, or as anybody that knows me personally that has watched the games with me in person, I always say during those moments, especially when it's like fourth and six at a certain spot, and I see bones going for it or something, or not even bones, a player kind of itching and get. I'm like, 
calm down. It's fourth and one or fourth and three or whatever. If you go off sides, that's a first down. So be smart. So I'm not for certain. Like if it's fourth, fourth and five or whatever, you want to come for it cool, backed up in their end zone or whatever, that's fine. But be smart, man. Just just be smart. Don't give them a first down. And that's what the Cowboys did. I just didn't see the risk reward there. The, the reward is a block punt, but you only get one of those like a year. Week two, up three with your offense. No, not me. Let's jump to the phone lines real quick, and then we'll move forward here. What's up, Reek? I think we got Reek on the phone. Yeah, what's going on, Scott, man? Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, good brother. Man, I don't understand what's going on with Bone Fossil, man. It's like he want to be seen. Like, look at me, look at me, look what I do. Like, come on, bro. You, you've been calling bonehead calls uh, since you've been here. You know I understand what's... you want to be aggressive. You know, we, we got away with some lucky stuff last year. I get it. You know what I mean? We pulled some things out. I get it, man. He's, he's being true to himself. He's, that, this is Bones, uh-huh. though. This is Bones Fossil. He's being true to himself. Um, and I'm I'm starting to think, do we just have to accept this because that's who he is? I I don't want to accept it because he <laughs> can lose us a game like that. No, you know no, what I mean? No. A real serious game, and, and, we, and, and, and we can have a game. You don't take the ball out of your quarterback's hand with a bonehead call and penalty, man. Like, yo, no pun intended. But at the same time, what what, what I mean is, he shouldn't be calling calls like that at the wrong damn time because you can see the look on Dak's face after they did it, and the ball went back to to uh, to the Chargers after that dumb shit. It's yeah. like, excuse my French, but it's like you know he like, damn man, give me the ball. Like, like it, if it, if it would have went the other way, Bowens would have lost the game. What would he have said? He'd have blamed it on the fans. I mean- too? Let's remember, too, and again, I don't want to pile on Bones because, again, the, the coverage units have been a little bit better since he's come. But let's remember, this could have been catastrophic. Last year, he did he did something similar with the fake punt on, like, the 19-yard line, and that turned that Washington game around. Uh, that game was a close game. It wasn't out of reach. Cowboys in, in Washington were going back and forth. And then ever since that fake punt, it was pretty much was curtains, Right. This this now yeah. they, they got they lucked out against the Chargers that they missed a field goal, but in a three point game, that could have been a and I said this to Jesse, man, this could be a ten to to six point swing, six to ten point swing right here. So uh let's pay attention. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. And I hope Mike McCarthy like pulled into the side, like, yo, bro, we're gonna calm that down a little bit, man, you know? Because uh he should be more focused on when when Tony Pollard running the ball out of the end zone, when he get, when he supposed to stay up in the end zone, you know what I mean? Sometimes because Tony shouldn't be coming out all the time every time he catches the ball in the, on the kickoff and coming straight out. You know what I mean? Because, bro, like he need he need to be up on checking them on that because some of the times Tony need to go ahead and kneel the ball down or don't even catch the ball in the end zone and come up out of there because I'm like that. He can't, uh, yeah. can he get further the if, NFL, if they don't come out in the end zone? Yeah, the NFL pretty much deaded the return, you know what I mean? Because they, they, they uh, moved up the line of scrimmage some years ago. So, yeah, I'm at the point, like, if you're anywhere two to three or four yards back when you catch it, just take the 25 yards and let's rock. Uh, but if it's at Yeah, that's what I'm saying, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm cool with the win. 
But yo man, it's BB Sheagles, man, because I'm I'm tired of them too, man. I know a lot of them where I'm at, and they they talking junk, man. I'm like, yo, we're oh, gonna, we gonna smash. They quiet this week though. Don't, they real quiet. You notice that? Not, yeah, a couple of them, but the ones that you know that I be beefing with all the time, nah, they ain't quiet, man. They're like, we don't care who we got. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we gonna see. Right, yeah, we show <laughs> you know is, I mean? we, we show is because it's it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to get into it later in the show. Appreciate you though, right? All right, all right. Peace, peace. We're gonna get to you two one four and three zero three. Um, yeah, Jordan said he peeped out quiet. They are Frost. Know what I'm talking about? Me and Frost from seven one seven. They was real, real chirpy, real, real, real chirpy uh, after that Falcons week. But um, uh, yes, Dre with the donation, appreciate you. He says, uh, "This is fossil super chat." He says, "Basically, this is this is Bones fossil since St. Louis." Exactly. That's why I said this. He is remaining to himself. Like I'll give him that. He ain't being fake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is who he is. Um, I get. I I'm not mad at his aggressive aggressive nature. I I'm I'm okay with it. Just there's spots lately over the last two years that has me like, all right, bro, what, what we doing here? After that, after that Washington game, I think it cleaned up a little bit. So I'm hoping that this is his one time where he's like, I I tried it, it backfired on us. Let me be a little bit more smarter here. Um, so I don't want to bag on him too much, but like I said, between the DC and the OC, in my opinion, I've rem- I've been really impressed with them. It's been Bones and Mike that have made some decisions that I'm like, oh, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? All right, let's get to 214. What's up, 214? What's up, Sky? What's up, Sky? What's going on, brother? You got it. Hey, um, remember a couple of days ago, this is, uh, let's say, uh, Williams, and uh, we was talking about, you know, about these rookies making mistakes, mm-hmm. and that was, I believe that was Kamara. They ran into the kicker. And well, I, so let I me don't def- blame. Let me defend a Kamara. He got pulled into the kicker. Like that. That was a exactly. low key kind of a bogus call. But nonetheless, that's the risk you take, right? You you run that risk. Right. When you send it exactly. All yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, I don't blame Bone for that. Being aggressive, we need that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's been decades since we had uh, uh, aggressive coaches like Jimmy and. Uh, you know, some of his guys and things like that. You know, to be honest, our team has been soft for years. So now we got somebody who come in there that's aggressive and can get these boys, you know what I'm saying, no. on a fast pace to doing things. You know, they're going to make mistakes. Randy Gregory did the same thing. He's a freaking pro. You know, he did that years ago when he ran into the kicker. Remember? Well, yeah, Randy used to always do kind of a boneheaded, you know, penalty after the snap. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah. Exactly. What I'm saying is, so, you know, like I said in the chat, when I was saying um, Bone uh, was saying he's giving the crowd what they want or the fans what they want, I believe he was just joking. He's just feeding the media what they want to hear because he knew they was going to take it and run with it. Yeah, turn turn, turn the the, uh, YouTube or wherever you're watching, turn it down a little bit. All yeah, right. I, yeah, I know. So Maybe I, knew, I went a little bit in on that one, but I still don't like the answer. I don't care if he's playing, dog. Like, like for real, that could have cost yeah. the Cowboys. It didn't. I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, true. But I think I really wanted to know. I really wanted to know why you went for it at that point. You really didn't get a cow. You really didn't give us an answer. Yeah, yeah. Because when I saw that, bro, I was kind of, I was kind of hot. I ain't gonna even lie. I was like, we about to get the ball back, 
you know, and I was like, come on, man. Now, what if, what if we wasn't up like that? You know what I'm saying? We could have easily lost that game, and then no, the it Cowboys been won by three points. They won by three points at the end of the game. <laughs> exactly, and 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 they missed the Chargers missed that field goal. Like I don't want to play the what if game, right? But if they make that field goal, remember when the Chargers went down to tie it, they could have made the field goal to go right. up three or six. But nonetheless, I just wanted to discuss it. With what you could on. it be? What, what could it be that Bone need some fire under his tail? You know, not to be um, making bone heart, bonehead calls like that. Somebody said so many puns you know, right just here. Play yeah. the ball, not the not. Like somebody said in the comments, play the ball, not the kicker. So, so here's the thing: I don't even blame the players there. Like, that's the risk you run. Nine times right. out of ten, you're going to you're going to run into the kicker when you all out rush rush the punter. You just hope and pray mm-hmm. that you at least tip it. I was hoping somebody tipped it immediately when I saw it because if they tip it then it doesn't matter right so I'm not even getting on the players about yeah. it because it's called risk management the risk right, is right. going to be you're either going to run into that kicker and it's going to be a 15 yard penalty you're going to block it mm-hmm. so those are the two things <laughs> do you want to try to get the block right or do you want to try and he brought up and a lot of people are doing this he brought up the um, Steelers game against the Bills the difference is mm-hmm. this, the Bills were backed up almost into their end zone. That's the difference, Bones. Right. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that, that's also true. And then somebody said in the comment that they was trying to give CD some room for he can do a good return. So there was, there was I mean, he wasn't returning yeah. anything. That that was one of those things where it was going to be a fair catch or it was going to go in the end zone. Right, right. And also, what, what's the deal with uh, Cooper? It's just uh, bruised ribs, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll know more. What's today? Wednesday. We'll know more probably Friday. Thursday is their first practice, if I'm not mistaken, because of the Monday night football game. Mm-hmm. So it's a little the schedule is right. a little thrown off a little bit. So we'll know more over the weekend. Okay, so he should be okay to play. I'm I'm sure. I think so. If it's just a bruise, it depends how bad bruise, it is. Really. But it's bruised, he'll be fine. He's gonna have a tough matchup, and we'll talk about it. All right. All right, brother. Okay. Appreciate the call, Ooh. sir. All right, bro. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. Let's right. get to a super chat up in here. Super chat. Uh, my guy, Showtime. Appreciate you, man. 1999 donation. He says, would you be comfortable playing Wright or Kennedy over Brown? They are both on a depth chart. Have a good day, bro. Yes. Just to keep it simple. Yes. I I, I don't know why at least Maurice Kennedy is not getting a shot. Uh, I would like to see it, though. I would certainly like to see it right. I mean, right right now is below Kennedy. So I would like to see Kennedy. If, if Kennedy can't handle it, then you try right. But six years right now for, for Anthony Brown. He is what he is. Uh, so I, <laughs> he is what he is. I don't know what else we need to see. We know what Anthony Brown is. He's a at best serviceable cornerback, but most of the time below average. I'll look at it. Uh, 303, what it is, what it do? 303. Hey, Scott, this is D-Link from Denver. How you doing, bud? What's up, D-Link? Yeah, so the Cowboy fans who are, like, defending 
Bone Fossil is really irritating me because, like you were saying, the Cowboy fans were wanting us to be aggressive on offense. And I think about 2019, we were playing Minnesota, and Dak Prescott is just balling out, throwing the ball all over the field. And then we get to the red zone, and we call two shotgun runs with Zeke (laughs) when he was lining them up with the pass game, and we weren't doing anything in the run game that day. That was the time to be aggressive, just let Dak keep going. But – Four for 20, like you said, why are we even coming after him? Just punt the ball. We got Dak Prescott in a two-minute drill. Maybe we could go up anywhere between six to ten points. And so it was just a dumb play call. So I was just really irritated with that. Like, the situation of football, like, there are times to be aggressive. Like the Pittsburgh game when we're playing with Garrett Gilbert, we need anything to right. spark. But not, but not when we're actually moving the ball up and down the field. The Chargers had stopped us all day. So that's when you got to know. It's all about situational football. I like aggressive, but you got to be smart. Yeah, it smelled like desperation. It smelled like you, you had a backup quarterback and your offense can't do anything and you're worried, so you got to make a play. What you worried about? Dak Prescott and the offense have been moving to rock the entire first half. What you worried? Your defense has been playing exceptional. Don't don't reward their, the Chargers with a boneheaded call. So. But, yeah, that's all I got. I uh, appreciate you, Scott. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, let's get to 469. Frisco. 469, what it is, what it do? What up? What up, what up Scott? What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Uh, well, this is going to be funny because that last caller just got off and said, all the people that's defending Bone Fossil is entertaining him. Well, you, you defending him? I'm going to be one of them people. <laughs> well, this, this this is what it. I, I said about about that call. Huh? Okay, first of all, it's only the second game of the season. We need to relax. We act like that that call was really like that cost us a playoff or something. Oh. Like it didn't even cost us the game. It was in the second quarter, under two minutes. We were on, our, I think, our, our, our 46 or 40, 45-yard line, something like that. Okay, what was one of the problems that we had at Tampa Bay? That the um that we kept dealing with with, with uh punt returns coverage they kept they kept they kept pinning us within uh with the five yard line almost on every punt right yeah field position wasn't so great I mean unless the Cowboys got a turnover but yeah exactly so if if we block that punt it's literally almost guaranteeing us seven points if we block that punt. Correct? Almost. I mean, literally, we'll be able – I know that we were moving the ball, so I know it would have been an easy seven points. But if they get that punt off and they pin us within the far, the five-yard line, yeah, we're moving the ball. It probably would have been, what, a minute and 45 left on the clock. So I, I, we can say that Dak could have moved the ball and possibly got us a field goal. But, I mean, three points? Uh, I, so I could see the gamble. He was—I could see where he was going. Okay, this is my chance to make a big impact on the game, put us up an extra seven points, and at the same time, it's almost like putting out, like you said yesterday, putting putting our foot on 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 the Chargers' neck. So I don't think. And then at the same time, with the way our offense was moving the ball, I don't even think. We really feared the fact of okay, this pen. I mean, not not our offense. The, the way our defense was playing, yeah. I don't think they really was feeling like okay, 
even if we fuck this up, which I don't think Kamara fucked this up, I think what, excuse my language. No, you good, you good. I think what happened was, you know, like you said, he got put, he got pushed into the kicker. So, yeah, but on, on the but cool, he, he didn't even make the mistake. Is, yeah, the defense was playing well, but that's 15 yards. You, that automatically put them in field goal range right there. And then on top of that, they had a, a ton of time to try to score. Now, fortunately, they did not. And fortunately, the kicker missed, so it all worked that out. That was going to be my last point. Yeah, it all worked out. So that kind of proved my point with the defense, though. So, you know, yeah, like we did put the offense back on the field. But, I mean, before that, what did the Chargers really do in the first half? Well, the defense was, was phenomenal. Defense was absolutely phenomenal. Exactly. But but why are you taking so the ball out of your but you're taking the ball out of your court? Would you want do you want your defense on the field or your offense on the field to try to score? I right? want my offense on the field with right. with, with with good field position though. It, it, That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I get what you, I, I get what you're saying we, about good field position, but exactly. that doesn't yeah. matter when your offense that's, has that's been moving the rock. But that's the that's the whole point of special team. Like special team is all about getting better field position, right? So I think like you know you got to take those chances. I mean, for the most part, like when we before Bone Fossil even came to Dallas, I, I couldn't even remember or tell you who our special team coach was. And I promise you, we so wasn't deep. calling plays I, exactly, but. <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, there's some I'm good special teams coaches was, prior. Now, Kefo Quinn was not a good special teams coach, but they had some good special teams coaches in their history. But um, but hey, I man. couldn't, I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember calling plays like that or going after the uh, the kicker. It was almost like that's not all true. right. They finna kick the ball off. Uh, that's okay, not true. Like the, yeah, not... the Cowboys have won after kickers and and, and done things, but but bones but just... bones goes off the charts with it. Everything you're saying would make sense if it made sense in that situation. It didn't. Like, you're finding, in my opinion, no offense to you, you're finding excuses to make it make sense. It didn't make sense well, right there. Well, I don't there. think it's – I mean, because – Because these are you're giving up – you're taking out them. point possible you're, – you're saying, hey, it's okay because if it doesn't work out, my defense can, can hold them to a field goal. I'd rather it – not happen at all, so our offense can get a chance to score to score points, right? Like I want my offense I, to have a chance to score points, as opposed to my defense stopping them from scoring points. And they, he took that chance out of their hands. He did because he made the call. But uh, that's yeah. what I want to ask you: Do you but want your offense if, with if the ball in that situation, or do you want your defense on the field? Again, I want the offense, but with good field position. If that call, if that call works and we block that punt, you can't tell me Cowboy Nation don't don't go crazy. You I, can't tell me I'm, that of course, that, so, that that doesn't fire up everybody on the team. That like, so I, that's what I'm saying. See, like, no, no, everybody no, 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 was no, making no, no, stupid no, no. plays. Even that Kellen no. Moore play with, when he had three linemen up and he had what, no, 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 receivers no, 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 nope, that worked. That was Dak. That's Dak Prescott. That actually worked. That, that was. But listen to me. I again I try to explain this to you to you guys at the beginning of this. I'm not the type that says I don't care about you know the result happened, I don't care how we got there. I still would have been like, yo, yes, we got the block punt, but my goodness, be smart. I I would have still been saying you almost took the chance out of your hands for the Cowboys to get the rock back, even if they block it. Yes, we're excited, we're happy, we're celebrating, but my goodness, that would have been a scary moment. Um, me personally, okay. I'm not for it at that moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just not for it at that moment because you're giving the ball back to your offense. 
Regardless, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I agree with that point. Like, I want my offense on the field with yeah. the ball. But at the same time, I just know this is this is something we've been dealing with for years where What's we always we've feel like, yeah, why, the, why are we starting so far back? Why are we always got to take the ball, draw the ball 100 yards? It seems like 100 yards every time. That's, that, and that's, that's because, like, that's true. We don't take risks like that. We don't. We never get out. Go after. The, that's the, not. The, no. The, no. 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 That's not why. It's because the defense I, I isn't getting it. stops. It's not. The, the, that's who. That's <laughs> and getting turnovers like. I mean, it, it, but that's the that's the part of the formula. What I'm saying is that ultimately, when they kick that ball off, when we when we feel that punt or that kick return, it's not like we always like. All right, we ain't trying or a, t, a TP run out to the twenty yard line, or like. I mean, CD been kind of getting, uh, getting, uh, doing good with returns, but how long is that? Let me ask last? you a question. So it's almost like going into that know, play. Were you saying I hope they go and try to block this punt? No, I'll be a hundred percent honest. With you. <laughs> I didn't even think he was gonna call it. That's why I felt like that. If that's why I think that Kamara got pushed into the kicker because the dude wasn't expecting it either. He's like, oh shit, this dude is like coming toward. He's trying to block this I'll, punt. Well, so that's why I'm saying it should have been a. I tell you, been a flag. I tell you this right now, I guarantee you, yeah. their special teams units were prepared for everything, and I know this for a fact because I talked to C.J. Goodwin, and he confirmed that what makes Bones Bones is that he makes every special teams unit going into the game have to be on their p's and q's. He makes them, yeah, because you never know what's going to happen. It could be a that's why if you, you go back know. and okay. watch that Redskins oh. or Washington game last year, the reason why the play didn't work is because Washington didn't care that the Cowboys were backed up. They were playing punt safe. They didn't care because they know Bones is, is susceptible to do that. So I'm pretty sure, you know, L.A. came in expecting certain stuff on each possession, but um, it didn't work out, you know. It will work out, and it didn't hurt the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, yeah. so that's all I was saying. It's just at the end of, of the day, like, we all agree we want the ball and that team, but I was just defending the call just – just to see, like, what you what you would, you know, if you could see that logic of man, like yeah. he, I know he was trying to be seen. I know he was trying, to, but at the end he of the trying day, to make a play. I think if he if he was, that's he was, he was just trying to make a play. And so it didn't work this time. Next time, Cowboy fan, trust me, it'll work. And then we all be like, damn, man, I'm glad we kept. I'm glad we kept going. Ball's looking good now. Nah, then we'll be right back on this side. But that's all I had to say, though. My man. My man. Appreciate it. It's good to hear the other side. So I, that's why I wanted to him to call in. He made some some good points. Yeah, made some good points. All right, man. Listen, let's close that. 301-601, if you're calling in, we're closing that special teams bones discussion. I apologize for even opening it up. But it is what it is. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all ready? Let's let's go ahead and get on to this uh, Cowboys Eagles. Cowboys offense versus Eagles defense. I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up with speaking on the coaching staff first, and then 301 over in Maryland. I'll get you on the line. Okay. So Dallas is coming into this game, in my opinion. With a different set of a different kind of offense than the Eagles have seen, and I'll get into that as we move on. But the Eagles have a new coach, Nick Sirianni, who went out and hired 
a new defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's his first year being a DC in the NFL. And that's Jonathan Gannon, who has learned and coached under Mike Zimmer and Matt Eberflus, both former Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinators, by the way. Uh, everyone should be familiar with him. With them, I mean. And so far, so good for Jonathan Gannon and his crew. If you look at some of the whole numbers for the defense, they're third in yard or fourth in yards, third in yards per play, fifth and third down percentage. One of the things that they don't they don't do though so far is turnovers. They literally have they're one of like two teams with zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. So when you go and when I went and tried to do my homework on Jonathan Gannon, not just from the, the film that I watched that we'll talk about later, but you know, where can what is his scheme? Where can we he says there is no scheme, but obviously he has a scheme, right? <laughs> he has a scheme. And it definitely mirrors a little bit of Zimmer and Eberflus. A lot, and this is what we're going to see here next week, in my opinion. But but the reason why it's not, I'm not stamping it, is because he hasn't seen this this kind of offense yet. But we're going to see a lot of two deep safeties again from the film I've been watching. That could change this week, but from what I saw, now he's not going to do it exclusively like the Chargers did. He's not going to be stubborn about it, but they definitely played a lot of two deep which was strange given how teams actually try to attack them. And I wonder if that's why they were so stubborn in the way they attacked them. But you're going to see a lot of two deep with the uh, Eagles. And I got, I got a feeling, I got a way that the Cowboys can attack this later on. But I went and watched that Niners game and there were some interesting things. Also the, the Falcons game were some interesting things. And we're going to get into that, but let me get back to the lines. 301, what it is, what it do. Well, first off, I'm a I'm a new uh, subscriber, right? Oh man, appreciate you. Uh, yeah, and I want to salute you first off, as you can tell, you're a valid, real, you know, cowboy soldier. I really appreciate it, man. I've been Thank you. watching for a couple of weeks, you know, and I I really enjoy it, man. That's first off, right? Thanks, bro. Second, do me a favor, give me the new subscriber. Uh, break because man, that last call went a little bit long. I know, I know, so I, I know. Say, I apologize, y'all. No, 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 that's good. I hope that guy, you know, I respect all opinions, man. And I want to stay with your formula because see, you moved on, and I sort of felt the angst in your voice. Okay, you tired of that, but I just want to say one thing, man. <laughs> I'm a 45 year Dallas Cowboy guy, right? And <clears> to <throat> me, egos are something that we just don't need. And I'm, I'm going to be brief because I want to speak on what you're talking with these uh, coaching staffs. But see, Fossil is an idiot because we just, our young boys battled oh, their man. hearts out. Uh, he battled their, they battled their hearts out, Will, against the world champs. Right? And we needed that San Diego win, which means to take no risk when you have it in your hands, man. I think, Will, that if our young boys had lost that San Diego game, it could have been tremendous in the negative side. 0-2. You, you barely come back from that, but, yeah, it could have been. 
Right. So I don't want. I, I had to say that about Fox because I tell you, man, we got a, we got a big opportunity here. See, I'm not calling to be you know the downer. I'm saying I'm hearing we as a fan base have got to demand from our coaches to tie back into where you're taking us. Look, man, we can't afford any kind of like subpar decision making. You know, which between I only see two things. Will just two. Fossil needs to calm down, and, of course, all the guys that call in. I listen. It's so much intelligence that comes to the show because nobody hates Anthony Brown. We're saying you got more talented guys out there. Let's start with the love affairs, right? So what I want to do is leave it there, though, because, see, I didn't address what you're really talking to about the um, the coaches going and the philosophy, so I'm going to sort of get off of that. I just want to say hello and tell you, man, listen, you have the best show. Now, I, I, I watch yeah. a lot of things, but your show is awesome, young brother. So man. keep it up. Got my respect. I'm subscribed. I'm rolling with you, okay? Man, thank you, man. That, that, that's the cool about that, man. Appreciate you, dog. For real. You got it, man. Yep, peace. Man, well, y'all y'all understand when y'all be coming at me with those the compliments. That's, that's heavy, man, because I do put a lot of work in, so I appreciate that, caller. Uh, hear you that great. Dwayne says, Skywalker, what's up? I can't hear you that great. Uh-oh. Can y'all not hear me? Am I too low? Do I need to get loud? Do I need to turn it up? I can turn it up now. I can, we can turn it up. We can get it going. Um, so, yeah, I'll put a, I'm going to put a cap on that, and, and we'll go back to the, to the Eagles' uh, defensive note. So that's where we want to start at is, is with their coaching staff. And last week I made the mistake of um, looking at – the Chargers first year defensive coordinator completely forgetting until Sunday that it was actually Brandon Staley who runs their defense, right? He got the job because of the defensive performance that he did in LA. I, so I did a little bit more studying and I, and I realized, okay, this is Jonathan Gannon's defense. He's running it. Let's find out what he does. And like I said, the Eagles the, so far have only given up 20 total points. And a lot of the metrics show that they have been really good. Everybody says sound is good, so so I'll turn it back down a little bit. All right. Apologize if, if I'm too low for you, brother. Maybe you just got to crank it up, man. Got to crank it up. Um, So, a little homework for you guys. Go back and, and, and watch that, that that Niners game after the show. If you, I mean, you can go on YouTube, even if you want to watch just the highlights. And just watch how the Niners a- attacked Philly's defense. They really didn't. They really didn't attack them, in my opinion, smartly. And I wonder if it had to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if, if I don't think bro trusts Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so six oh one, I'm gonna get to you, and then let's dive into that game. Six oh one, what it is, what it do? First time listener, first time subscriber, bro. Oh, wow, man! Shout out to a couple first timers. Yes, What's up? Hey. Yeah, yeah, law got me over to your end, man. So I just had to <laughs> see how you was, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah. As far as that uh, Eagles defense, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I've been looking at uh, tape. I've been going back on the on the uh, Atlanta game and the Forty ers I have to like look at both because come on, Atlanta, they 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 they, they don't got no defense, man. You know they they I couldn't you know buy into the hype. But when I saw that Forty ers game with with their defense, I mean I noticed that they um. They 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 front four, you know they front, especially with Fletcher Cox. I mean that's just how they always roll. You know uh-huh. they bring me yeah. uh and Graham, 
But you know, Graham Matt out and you know, these Eagle fans they got so much hope for um what? I'm trying to remember that dude name from from Washington that they just got. There's the another guy. There's another guy on that D line that we're gonna talk about, Javon Hargrave, who may be the, the, the yeah, biggest they are talking about him too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about Yeah, so yeah, so um, the only thing I, I believe how Philly's going to attack us, they want they they focus on trying to stop Zeke, man. And I think that we probably might have a, a upper hand, you know what I'm saying? Depending on how Coop plays, because I mean Coop he played good at home. I hope that he, you know what I'm saying, he show up. I know he's battling, you know, those real injuries. But if Coop shows up and they give a lot of uh, pressure with, you know, if they have to focus. Oh, we got to get on Coop. Then Lamb will be our best bet, you know. Lamb and and they also, you know, everybody happy. They happy that Gallup out. I believe Cedric Wilson will have a pretty good oh. game too. Cause people, Let's you know, see. what I'm saying they yeah. they don't take Cedric Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah So a, I want to know your yeah. thoughts on that. No, yeah, Cedric Wilson, I think is a is it can be a quality wide receiver three for any other team in this National Football League. He just happens to be on the team that has three quality wide receivers already. So. Um, I, I, like I said before, I don't think the offense is going to miss a beat without Gallup, and that's no offense to Gallup. That's more of a hat tip to the Cowboys' depth. Um, there are ways to attack Philly, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to get into those as I go through the notes here. I'm about to just push through them, um, and, and, and you'll and then let me know in the chat how you feel about it. But I got some ways that we can attack Philly, man. I'm gonna talk about it here. bro. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, so. When, going back and watching that game, the Niners game, which, by the way, ugh, that was such a tough watch. Boring 17 to, 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 what was it, three game for most of the game, and then they scored a late touchdown. But let me just go on to the notes because got the notes. So one of the first things I said was that the Niners played right into the Eagles' strength, and they didn't care. <laughs> like, they just truly did not care. They ran the ball. 38 times, almost 40 times, for 3.1 yards per carry. And when you go look at the just the stats, you're like, okay, what? And then when you go watch the game, you realize it was just as stubborn as the stats say. He did not care. Now, they really didn't have any success up until the fourth quarter in regards to running, and that was on the edges. You wonder if it's because they wore them down, but, you know, that's for you to decide. But they had zero success running up the middle or running at that wall. Wasn't even really up the middle, A gap, B gap, C gap. It didn't matter. If they ran anywhere up at that wall of a defensive line, they averaged 1.8 yards per carry. 1.8 yards per carry. That's nasty. And that's supposed to be, and that's against a team that, that has success running a rock. And like I said, though, the, the most success they, they had against Philly, like my guy Fresh said on Twitter, it did come on the edges, but it came on the edges in the fourth quarter. Uh, they had a couple big runs, and that, and that helped kind of not necessarily seal the game, but put them in position to score. Um, thank you, Dwayne. So he's for the donation. He says, it's not your show. I'm trying to tune in. It's, it's noisy out there. Okay, gotcha, brother. Gotcha. So in the passing game, wasn't much there. But Jimmy G, here, here's the thing. They might have been nice in the run game against him. Jimmy G didn't get sacked. He manipulated the pocket pretty well. He was moving around a little bit. He's just Jimmy G. Like, I don't think he's that good throwing the rock as is. 
Um, but he wasn't sacked. But most of their success came via middle of the field and came on screens. Running back screens, wide receiver screens, tight end screens. It was a lot of quick screens. That's where a lot of their success against Philly came. But as I'm watching, I'm like, I just don't see Dallas doing doing this kind of style of offense, and we'll get to it. So defensively, who stood out the most to me in that game was Javon Hargrave. He, he popped off the screen a lot. No pun intended on the screens. He had seven tackles, two tackles for loss, and against the Falcons, he had two sacks. And that is the strength of their defense, is the Eagles' defensive line. Speaking of Javon Hargrave, he leads the league on interior D lineman with six run stops. So again, this isn't quite the Bucks defense. Remember, we talked about, hey, don't be stubborn. Because I think there's 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 gonna be opportunities for the Cowboys to run on the on the Eagles. I do. I don't really look at this front like the Bucks front, but I do respect this front. Like the buck, I respect them. I'm not disrespecting this front because they are solid, but they're losing. They're losing a really good player in, in Brandon Graham. They do have the depth though. Right now, this is the Eagles' de- starting defensive line: Derek Barnett, who we should be familiar with, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Those two guys are going to make it tough on Biadish and uh, Connor Williams. And then Ryan Kerrigan is going to be stepping in for Brandon Graham. But let's not forget Josh Sweat as well. And they do have Milton Williams, who's a rookie. So they and and um, who's the big cat, Hassan Ridgeway. So they they got a lot of bodies, a lot of really good bodies that they can throw at you. So Dallas is going to have to match their energy all game, right? Like they're going to have to match their energy all game. So how do you attack this Philly defense? What I'm showing you right now is the San Francisco 49ers' longest drive of the game. By the way, that drive was fantastic. (laughs) 16 plays. They went 16 plays, started the drive about four minutes or something like that in the third quarter, ended it with like eight minutes (laughs) in in the fourth quarter, and ended it with a touchdown. And it was split. Eight runs, eight passes, granted quarterback sneaks and what have you at the end. Here's how I think the Cowboys can get up on the Eagles defense, which has been good, right? This has been a really good defense so far. But I think there's a caveat as to why. The 49ers only lined up in 11 personnel 28% of the game, which was 19 of their, their plays. The Falcons only ran 11 personnel 26% of their plays against the Philadelphia Eagles. And of those 19 plays for the Niners, they only ran the ball four times. Four times out of 11 personnel. For comparison, the Cowboys ran the ball 19 times out of 11 personnel last week against the Chargers. For those that don't, know what 11 personnel is that, that doesn't mean that doesn't I'm not, that doesn't knock in your uh, knowledge or anything some people don't know these terms that means two wide uh, three wide receivers tight end one running back that's 11 the Niners mostly ran 21 personnel in this game 
heavy, heavy, heavy 21 personnel. I mean, two tight end sets. I'm sorry, uh, two running back sets, and the running back being the fullback. So they would take a wide receiver off, bring on uh, Kyle Juszczyk, who is a Pro Bowl fullback. But he that limits you what you can do. And the Niners just aren't scared of Kyle Juszczyk. I'm sorry, the Eagles weren't scared of Kyle Juszczyk, right? Same thing with the Falcons. They stubbornly ran so much 12 personnel, and they didn't, in my opinion, test the Eagles enough. So how do you attack them? Make them defend the entire playbook. Make them defend the entire playbook. I think their linebackers are a weakness, so stress them out. Maybe you run some more two-back sets. The Cowboys have been doing that. They've run nine plays with that Pony Express with Tony Pollard and Zeke. Maybe you get one of those one of those Zeke or uh, Tony Pollard matched up with the linebackers or the safety. If they decide to not come out of that too high shell, then you got to test them. You, you have to see, all right, you want to play back, let's run the rock. You got Tyron Smith. You got Connor Williams who's playing well. You got uh, Zach Martin. Yeah, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. Because you got eventually, if you're going to play back, I don't give a dang who your defensive line is. You're going to get some body blows. Right? And what that does is it'll open up play action. It'll open up play action. While Staley didn't come out of their too high shell, Philly did sometimes. And when they do that, Boom, just like you saw right there. Play, you, you just, And I think Kellen Moore is going to be smart. Like, I think Kellen Moore is going to go into this game. I think he saw, or not not he, we as Cowboys fans, saw a Kellen Moore offense in week one be completely different in week two. And I think he's going to bring it all together in week three because this defense kind of gives you a little bit of both of what you saw in week one and two. A lot of two-eye shell from the Chargers, right? Philly does that. But they'll come in the box some as well. So I say put the pressure on the tight end. I'm sorry, put the pressure on their linebackers, and still you have to test them. Kavon Wallace is a young safety who hasn't really been tested this year. You know, like teams haven't really been going after them. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't really go deep at all against them. Uh, we all are familiar with Anthony Harris who two years ago was one of the better safeties coming into free agency. Um, last year he was so-so. This year he's been so-so. But he's a veteran safety, but nonetheless haven't really been tested. And the Eagles just haven't seen this kind of offense. There's no way in hell Kellen Moore is going to come out and run mostly 21 personnel with a fullback. We don't have a fullback on the team. He's not going to come out and run mostly 12 personnel. He's, He's not going to do that. You got the weapons, you got the line, you have the running backs. Continue to be heavy 11. When it when it calls for you to come in tight, come in tight. But continue, in my opinion, to r- spread them out. Make these cornerbacks have to play. Make these linebackers have to make decisions. The cornerbacks have been decent, though, not going to lie. Uh, Darius Slay is Darius Slay. We like to get on Darius Slay, but he still is a quality cornerback, and it's going to be a matchup. Him and, and, and Cooper, if he plays, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. Hell of a matchup. Um, Steven Nelson, a guy I wanted the Cowboys to get, He's been pretty solid this year. And Avante Maddox is probably their mouse in the house in the slot, but he's been better. Uh, But their cornerbacks aren't as bad as they were in previous years. But I will say this every week going into the season, going into a game, 
Dak Prescott, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, I don't give a damn who your cornerbacks are. I don't give a damn who your cornerbacks are. But all right, man, so that's what I saw from this game and a little bit of the Falcons game for the Eagles. If I had to kind of put a, a few words on it, it's just that I don't think they've been tested. So it's hard to judge their defense. They have been good. They have been good against the run. They have the numbers to back it up, right? They got the talent up front. But they haven't really been tested. And I think the Cowboys switching on the other side, the Cowboys defense has been tested. I mean, it's hard. What, what, what better test than Tom Brady in that offense and then Justin Herbert and his, his weapons? So I think Kellen and Dak are really, I think Kellen is on fire. He's in the zone right now. And Dak is on the same page with Kellen. And what I mean by that is he's not going up to the line of scrimmage trying to play hero ball. He's staying within the system and it's working. All right. My apologies going on that whole soliloquy there. Uh, 803. I think this is our guy. 803. What it is, what it do is this freight train. What's going on, man? It's the freight train. It's the freight train. What's up, bro? Can you hear me good? What's up? I, I was going to make sure you can hear me, but I got my headset on today. Oh, yes, Look, sir. I you got you. Are, you are on point. They are a uh, they are a little bit of both. We, we, saw the, uh, we saw the Tampa game. We saw the Chargers game. Right. With our offense, it's a, it's a little bit of both. What I saw is you can exploit the middle of the field on Philadelphia. Make those linebackers make open field tackle. Schultz, um, let me see, Schultz and our other tight end, Jarwin, it's going, that's a, this is an important game for them. And I'm throwing, I'm, I will get the ball out of the field with, uh, with, our, with our second running back. The key is you can exploit them. In the middle of the field, that's gonna that right there. Especially if they're playing back, you kill them as they, as the, as the as the cornerbacks uh, move up. You hit them over the top, and say so you, you notice how we had ten to fifteen yard out routes and stuff like that. That's that's the type of stuff. You ain't you ain't got to go for the long ball just yet. That's gonna come in third or fourth quarter. Just exploit them, nickel and dime them a little bit. But the key is quick pass. Two point three uh, seconds. That ball needs to be out. Their, their defense of line is not as good as what we saw in Tampa. But it, you get the ball out, get the ball on the edges. When you get some of those balls on the edges, those those will be just like uh, extended running plays. Make them play the whole field, the whole field. Run the ball, run the ball behind Steele and run it behind, behind Bialis, and you mix it in and run up the middle. It's going to be there. But it's what I told you the other day, body blows. Yeah. Body blows. But guess what? You hit him in the body, but you got to come up top. You, you got you got you got to hit him up top a little bit. Just let him know I got enough power to hit you on that chin. Hitting you on that chin is the middle of the field when you when you can exploit them with them top with the uh with the uh linebackers. Let me tell you something. Those linebackers are not good. No, no, they're not. They're, I agree with you. They don't tackle well, man. They don't tackle well. I'm saying we can eat all day long and guess what's gonna guess what's gonna open up? Play action. I want to play action. And I want three. I want at least three steam routes minimum in this game. And you may see job. You may see job take it to the house. I, oh, I'm glad I'm you brought it up. I'm glad you brought up the tight ends because if you look at the tight ends this year, you might be a little disappointed, but you shouldn't. 
because they're actually playing a different role. And this is why I said at the beginning of the year when people were back and forth arguing about tight end one, I said, guys, it doesn't matter because it's, it's very evident that this offense is going to run through these wide receivers and these running backs, and the tight ends are just going to be let out options and fifth and sixth options in this offense. Both of them have – one of them has about six receptions. The other has eight. You know, nobody has over over 60 yards. There's no touchdowns, but they're making clutch catches, right? They're, they're, they're making the underneath catches. So this week, there's a really good chance that you can hit Jarwin up the seams to split that t- cover two uh, shell against them. And I think the preparation or the experience that Dak got, in-game experience last week against uh, Staley's defense is going to be perfect because they're going to come out in that two-eye. And Dak knew, okay, I can't do this, I can't do that. So now he can go look at that tape and say, hey, Kellen, how can we exploit this? Because Kenneth Murray and Kayvon White, in my opinion, were better linebackers than the linebackers you're going to see. Adderley and Derwin James, in my opinion, are better than Kevon Wallace and Anthony Harris. So they were able to execute that style of defense much better then I think that the, the Eagles can against this, this uh, offensive skill set. So let's how can we attack their weakness, even if they want to play too high shell? And it may be, like you said, getting some of these tight ends up the seam, maybe getting a running back out on an option route, one-on-one against the tight ends. Or, okay, you want to play back? Cool, we got Zeke and TP. Stop us. And it's about adaptability, man. Every week, like I said, all hands on deck. And it's about adaptability. Mm-hmm. Indeed, brother. All right, hey, man, I'm out, man. Appreciate hey, the I'm going to sit here and keep listening to you, man. Thank Thanks, you, big dog. Mm-hmm. Hey, you keep doing what you do. Thank you, sir. Appreciate keep it. Trying, baby. All right. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be, int- like I said this on Twitter, it's going to be interesting how uh, Jonathan, or what's his name, Jonathan, uh, I almost said Goodman. Cannon. <laughs> Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon decides to play this because I I think the Niners and the Falcons made it so easy for him. They made it easy. We'll come out too tight end. We'll come out with the fullback. We're not going to stress your linebackers. We're not going to stress your 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 secondary. It's made it simple. Dallas is not man. If anything that I've seen from. Kellen Moore, he's going to put stress on their defense. Kellen Moore has been dialing it up. He's been dialing it up. Give him his props. B-Bird, my OG. What's up, brother? What you got for us today? Hey, good morning. Good morning, Scott. How you doing this morning, man? I am doing great. Hey, man, I know I've been rocking with you for a while, but uh, a lot of these dudes giving you accolades, and I know I've been there for a while, man, but you, hey, you keep it up, man. You're doing great. Man, you, you're not where you're gonna be. You're gonna even go higher than that, man. You you've been rocking with me for a while. It's an understatement, man. You've given me some great words of encouragement and, and advice, just in life in general, man. I appreciate that. And no problem, bro. One thing too, I'll just tell you this, and I'm not gonna get in the bones. I know we passed that, but I, I always say never never judge your decision on on, on the outcome, right? Yeah, on the result. Ain't that we've been so talking about all year? Before decision. We've been talking about I'm that sorry, all year. That? We've been talking about that all year. The yeah. result. It's Absolutely. about the process to the result. But anyway, go ahead. It's about the process, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and so we'll get off that. And I just want to t- tell you uh, what I see, and I, I just don't see Philadelphia even competing in this game. I, I know that's kind of fandom, right? But man, Forty Niners know they only have one way to beat you. They can't not they can't beat you with Garoppolo through there. They they have to establish a running game. That's why the score was so low. Philadelphia knows that. But the thing about Philadelphia versus the Cowboys, what I love about the Cowboys is this: 
our offense, our offensive line is intact. Man, I mean, you really look at it from if I'm wasn't a fan and I looked at the Cowboys like, man, they got a good quarterback, good tight ends, great wide. I mean, great quarterback, good tight ends, gr- good offensive line, great wide receivers. Okay, so we're gonna take away the pass. Now, then you got two good running backs. So what it is is they're going to pick their poison, and again, like somebody said, you know, adaptability. I love the fact that we can go into a game and say, okay, what do you want to do? You want to take away our run? We'll destroy it all day, I love like it. they did against Tampa Bay. And then you go, then you go. You're going to play too deep. We'll just run it on you all day. You you pick what how you want to lose, and I like that though, man. So I, I did I did have one thing to to say that I was impressed with, and I saw a little clip. I want you to talk about this if you can. And I, this might be out of line on your on your show, but. Dan Quinn, they showed a clip where Dan Quinn showed against the second-year quarterback, showed man all the way uh, through, and then at the snap it turned to a zone, which in he, in, uh, the quarterback from uh, the uh, Chargers thought it was man, so he threw the screen. He didn't audible out of it because he thought it was a good call, but it was a zone, so everybody rallied to the ball because mm-hmm. they, you know, the backs one turned to it. I just think, man, I think that we've been needing deception. I think you can't. Sometimes I listen to old cowboy fans, and I'm an old cowboy fan, and say, "Hey, back in the days with with uh, Emmitt and Aikman, we just had six plays, but you can't do that anymore. No. You you get talent, and you also you also have to be deceptive about the way you use it. You have to show them this and then give them that, and things like that. I think on defense, we've shown ourselves over the years before pre-snap and let quarterbacks get comfortable with what we we're going to do. And then they just executed on us. But I, I love what I saw last week in those clips. I don't know how often you got the all 22 that he did that, whereas he showed him one thing pre-snap, and then at snap it was something different. And the two plays I saw, we rallied to the guy because of, of the call. I thought it was just great. And it's just, I, I just like that at this point in time, I feel like we have an advantage on the sideline with our offensive coordinator, who Kellen Moore, who, you know, I love Kellen Moore because he thinks outside the box. I mean, the way he's scheming up plays is like, oh, that was a cool play. I'm, I'm, I'm used to saying that about other teams. Now I'm getting to say that about the Cowboys. And now on defense with Dan Quinn, you know, some of the deception things, you know, that coupled with the talent that we got. Yeah. One other thing I'll say this, and I'm, this is my last thing to say. You know, you look at Tampa, how they grew over, the, over last year because they had a lot of new parts. Man, we got a lot of new parts. This defense is not what it's going to be at the end of the year. No. It's going to be even better than what it is now. Yeah, I agree. And I think the offense is going to continue to grow. I just think, man, that this team, we the league better watch out for this team because I think it's going to be us in Tampa at the end. And I'm going to let you go, brother. Good good talking to you. Hey, great call, B-Bird, as usual, man. Uh, he he brought up a great point that, that we talked about last week, right? We also talked about it on the pregame show. That And that was – I know the play exactly what he's talking about. He threw it to Eckler. Um Dan, Dan Quinn, it's just been, he's been really good. Dan Quinn came up, had, I think it was Jalen at the line of scrimmage, about six players standing up, not standing up, but at the line of scrimmage, it looked like a blitz. Pulled out. It was only four rushing, and they dropped into a zone. It actually was, it was, uh, looked like cover, or looked like a single man high safety, and then you had a guy rotate at the snap, and he dumped it off. And we, and I said this going into that game Justin Herbert is not Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks at that and says, I, I've seen this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I I know what's coming. Or post-snap, all right, cool, I see you coming back. I'm not going to throw it there. Justin Herbert's a second-year quarterback. He's susceptible to making mistakes or getting getting fooled. And I wanted to see Dan Quinn utilize that, and he did. And it worked. I know exactly the possession you're talking about, and it worked. So, yeah, you're right. He did that a few times. He actually fooled him a few times. A few times. And I could see that coming around again tomorrow or uh, next Monday with Jalen Hurts. 
Um, and, and we'll talk about that tomorrow with the Cowboys defense versus the Eagles offense. I'm going to study more of their their off, offensive film today. Um, but the difference is Jalen will run on you. But again, I'll run. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, run. Um, my man Montana is not with the Kellen Moore. <laughs> he doesn't like Kellen Moore. I think Kellen's been things been good. But yes, the adaptability, Stephen Jones says, on both sides of the ball is the key to our success. And I love what B. Bird said. He said, how you want to lose? <clears throat> you want us to run on you today? You want us to pass on you today? How you want to lose? And that's how I feel. They have, they're one of the few teams that can legitimately go into a, a week and say, Cowboys can beat you this way or they can beat you that way. And that is the beauty of it. And that's what Kellen Moore said. And I know a lot of people look at these stats, and I, I hate when I see these stats come up about, whoa, when the Cowboys run for 275 yards, they're 50 million and out. What duh, right? Like if you <laughs> usually if you run for this many yards, you're you're either A leading, right? Or B ice in the game. Or or that many yards rushing, usually you're going to win the game. That's just common sense. Two, the one stat that I did find interesting I saw was um when the Cowboys run more, I think, than they throw, they're undefeated, right? They're they're undefeated. And I say, well, what is the context of those games? Was that mostly in 2016 or what, since then? Like, what are the context of those games, right? Because I still don't believe you go into these games saying, oh, well, we have to run 35 times and throw it 20, and that's an automatic win. Well, not really, right? Like, not really. Week one didn't call for you to be stubborn and just run the ball. You didn't lose because you didn't run the ball. Week two called for you to run the ball. We'll see what week three does and week four. Week four. It's a week-to-week league, and this is what athletes, former NFL players, have said. It's a week-to-week. This is no longer 1995 where the Cowboys, like he said, can have six plays and we're going to run it no matter what you do. We got the, the great wall and Michael Irvin and, and Troy Aikman. Doesn't matter what you do. Right. So um, I think we need to continue to be adaptable, like Kellen Moore says, and you pick your poison. How you want to lose? How you want to lose at the line of scrimmage that comes up? Okay, this is what you want to do. We got something for it. How you want to lose? Love it. Uh, Five, six or five, five, nine. What it is, what it do. Hey, what up, Scott? from Cali. Cali in the building. What's up? Cowboys right now. Well, how's it going, man? I'm good. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay, so you know, I, I know how Jalen Hurts likes to take off running, and we gotta we gotta be able to contain that. Um, this week, would it be a good idea to have Micah Parsons spying on him, or do we head go ahead and keep sending him after the quarterback, and maybe have like somebody like Jalen spy? No, I, I definitely wouldn't want Jalen spying on him. Um. I, so so I want to utilize Micah this week, and this is what's awesome about Micah, is that he can be the chess piece. Remember he said, I want to be the queen on the chessboard. And people were kind of laughing, like, oh, why do you want to be a queen? No, no, no. The queen can do anything at a high level, right? right? So right. I, I want them to continue to utilize him in that way. And this week, I don't necessarily think I want him to go up against, um, what's the cat's name, Lane Johnson, snap after snap after snap after yeah. snap. Right. So I want him to stay on the field as much as possible. And for and for whatever reason, Dan Quinn is is with the mindset of I'm not letting any of these guys play over 40 snaps on the defensive line. Micah snap count decreased because he played defensive end. 
And in this game with a quarterback like like uh, Jalen Hurts, who, again, he didn't have a good game last week throwing a rock. And he's really not – I don't fear him throwing the rock down the field, but he'll attempt it. But, again, I don't fear him. Uh, where the fearful factor comes in is him running, like you said. So I would love to have Micah not necessarily always spying on him because maybe you want Micah Garden Goddard or, or Micah uh, playing the run aggressively because they're going to try it with, with Miles Sanders. But – if Micah right. is in the zone and he sees Jalen rolling out, I think he can make Jalen get rid of the ball quicker. That way you're not getting those yeah, breakdown plays. About, right, right. I was thinking about that too, but are we taking away from Micah's skill set if we just have him sit back and spy? Um, what, what part of his skill set? Well, I mean, be, being able to rush, being able to rush the passer, being able to pass it, chasing the quarterback down, chasing the running plays down. That's fair. You know, kind of like that. That's fair. That's fair because cause, cause right, it's like, all right, let's let Micah play the Mike linebacker first down, second down, and then let's rush his ass on third down because he does it well. Um, but again, right. Jordan Maliata and, and Lane Johnson are, are really good. So if we're going to rush Micah, which it's going to happen, let's not just be like, oh, Lane Johnson one on one, Micah Parsons. Let's do something. Let's run some games. Let's blitz him up the middle. Let's send him and Bradley Nye or and Terrell Basham or Dorrance Armstrong at one of these tackles at the same time. Make them make decisions. But don't, you know, hit your head up against the wall um, against these these tackles. Got to play a little differently than last week. Storm Norton is not anywhere near as good as these guys. So uh, just be strategic with it. But that's a, that's a fair point you ask. Do you put Micah as a spy on third downs or do you rush him on third downs? It'll be interesting. Last year they last year they used a cornerback, CJ Goodwin. So you I wonder if they go back into that bag, right? I don't think they need to because you got a Micah, but but I wonder if they go back into that bag because you were um compromised without DeMar- you are compromised without Demarcus Lawrence. I didn't even talk about Randy Gregory. He's coming back, so Hopefully we can line him up on Lane Johnson because I know I know sometimes Demarcus Ware has his way with Lane Johnson. They have some good games, um, but you know we, we need somebody there with with a, with a good skill set, somebody with a lot of tools in their belt, somebody that could uh, really get back there. Because hey. uh, if we just have somebody that, that that doesn't have that good of a skill set, then Lane Johnson's just going to have that side filled up pretty much all day. You know who I kind of want to see go up against Lane Johnson a few times. Um, Bradley and I, I want to see Bradley and I, Bradley and I put a couple moves on Tristan Slater. Yeah. Tristan Slater. Um, Tristan Slater. I think it's Slater. He put a couple moves on Slater last week that were so DeMarcus. You can tell he's studying DeMarcus Lawrence, man. He had that hop jump. Oh, it was just beautiful. And that's one of the moves. Yeah, that's one of the moves that Anai struggle. I'm sorry, that Lane Johnson struggles with against Lawrence. Now, Lawrence typically doesn't get a ton of sacks against the Eagles. He's not DeMarcus Ware uh, when it comes to the Eagles, but yeah. he does get some pressure, and he got, he got it was last year, the first game, he or two years ago, he got Lane Johnson really good. So um, I'd be interested to see Bradley Knight because he has more tools in his toolbox than Micah. He's not physically as gifted, but his pass rush moves are far more advanced. Yeah, like you said, I think that's where Johnson struggles with, somebody with that high motor, somebody that's always moving inside out. And with that offset, man, you really get him. 
Yeah, a great point. Yeah, all right, here, man. Well, I appreciate. Yeah, pre- yeah I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you answering it and uh, keep doing your thing, man. I listen every day, all the way here from the Valley and Cali. So uh, keep Cali. doing your thing, man. Thanks, Go man. Go Cowboys, man. Appreciate the call, man. A uh, couple couple good comments. I've, I've been reading, trying to read y'all, but I'm going to catch them when I can. My Forte 06, and I'm going to get you, Crumb. Um, he says, you have Neil or Curse that can spy. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Um, Big Nickel. You may want Curse to guard Goddard sometimes, though. But nonetheless, maybe that's the DB. Instead of bringing in CJ Goodwin, you bring in like, like a Curse or a Hooker. Or Keanu Neal is that guy as well, because Keanu Neal is not, not a cornerback fast, but he's more athletic than a defensive lineman. Um, so that's interesting. And then I'll tell you this right now. If Jalen Hurts doesn't get out of bounds, Keanu Neal is trying to take his head off. Like he brings a thunder when he comes down. Um, somebody brought up Jabril Cox. That would have been interesting if Jabril Cox was a realistic option. I'm just at the I'm I'm of the mindset that they are not going to play Jabril Cox this year until there's a a real deficiency at the position or injury. That could be you can you can you can view that as a good or bad thing, you know, good or bad thing. Um, at some point, I kind of do want to see Jabril Cox on the field because I just think he's he's going to be Michael Parsons. Jabril Cox is going to be your guys, but I think it's not going to happen until there's like a real deficiency or an injury situation. And then Frost, uh, he talked about how Quinn u- utilizes the blitzes behind his stunts, and that can cause a QB to see ghosts. He's he's saying that Quinn doesn't put his guys in bad positions when they stunt. And and the stunts usually work. Now, against Tampa, he had s- small success. But last week, he had a lot of success, a lot of success. And the the stunt that I like the most, Osa Digizua, Micah Parsons. I think teams are going to struggle with that because Micah is just ridiculously athletic. And then Osa, it can be too quick for your guards or tackles to deal with because you got to make that split second or you got to see it. So I would like to see that happen, especially attacking the guard that's replacing Brandon Brooks. All right, Crumb, let's get you in here, brother. What's up, man? Hey, I came on. I came on to talk offense, man. I'm, I'm waiting for tomorrow. I know tomorrow is going to be the defensive day, but. Which means Cowboys Osa and offense? Osa and anybody in that stunt. He had one wait, with Doran. Hold on, hold on. Are you here to week. talk Cowboys offense? No, no. I'm, I'm saying I don't want to talk. I don't want to get into Cowboys defense versus Eagles offense because I'm, I'm more, I'm a little bit more excited about that matchup. The, the, but today is the, about the Cowboys. Today is about Cowboys offense versus Eagles defense. So if you're here for that, that's perfect. We just kind of went down that callers. You know, you know, uh, question or whatever. But today's about the offense versus the defense. So if you got something for the offense, let's let's hear it. That's that's what I got. Yeah, I do. I um, I worry about the defensive line. I'm I'm worried about their defensive line. They're gonna beat us a few times. They have Cox and Hargrave are tough for us to match up with, and um, Kerrigan and uh, Sweat are not bad replacements for uh, mm-hmm. for Graham who got injured. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that they have to do is survive when they're beat. Don't get a strip sack. Don't cause a tur- don't allow a turnover to happen because if we get matchup, Jannard Avery, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, yeah, Stephen Nelson, and Avante <laughs> Maddox, well, don't they, sleep. they're not going to be able to hang. I like Nelson, but, yeah, the, the, the Maddox and those linebackers and the safeties really, truly don't, don't scare me at all. 
Yeah, I, I think the key to it and uh, is just don't allow the defensive line to ruin the game. The defensive line is going to win some. Steele's going to get beat. Beattis is going to get beat. Even Connor Williams, Fletcher Cox is great. Mm-hmm. So, so he's going to cause problems. It's just how it is. Just don't let them ruin the game and cause, like, big momentum plays. And I think it being the home opener, eventually we're just going to kind of overwhelm them. I, I said that on Twitter. I got this feeling that Kellen said, okay, I saw a, a great defense up front in week one. I saw a secondary and a scheme. I thought pretty good game plan against Dallas that it didn't work, but, I mean, it held Dallas at 20 points at the end of the day. Um, I saw these two mixes. Now week three, I'm going to see a little jump. I'm going to see a gumbo, right? I got something for you. You know I mean, I got something for you. Whereas Philly, they haven't seen anything like Dallas. They just haven't no. on either side of the ball. If we keep it in the beat now, the really? the, uh, the Niners' defensive front is much better than the Cowboys' defensive front. So I'll give them that. Like their defensive front put a was a problem for Philly, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. But nonetheless, the Eagles' defense has not seen an offense of a scheme like this, talent wise or scheme. Man, they haven't seen it yet. I have a feeling Philly's in wrong place, wrong time. Not only do they have the fact that, just like you said, we just saw a tough defensive line in in, uh, in game one, and then we saw the two deep back safeties in game two, but then they're running into the home opener, Dak coming back off injury. Like, I just – I have a feeling this that, – that they're going to play tough early because they have that defensive line, but I have a feeling they're going to get overwhelmed. I, I do too. I, I got listen. I feel good about the matchup. Um, I just want to see him give them. Don't don't ignore the run game if they're back if they're backed up again. I know that front seven is or that front line is good, but it's not Bucks, and they're not going to load the box eight eight nine men in the box. They're not going to do that. If they do, you lick your chops because they don't have the secondary, in my opinion, and, and, and you just air it out. But don't go into the game thinking you have to throw it fifty times. Try to hit some. Get some body blows, see if you can loosen them up, play action, and then air it out. Oh, this, this, you know I don't like to stay on very long because you got callers who want to get on, but this I feel like is a Tony Pollard outside-the-box game. They're going to have Barnett and Sweat. Um, again, one of them is going to go up against Tyron Smith on the outside, and I just see them with the linebackers they have. I see us being able to run wide on them, especially if they're going to keep their safeties back again. That's going to be a real issue for them. Um, but let me get off. I'll let you talk about it, and I'm going to call tomorrow if I can get up. We're going to talk about what a worry Jalen is in this game because he scares the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. I de- definitely call back in tomorrow then. Appreciate your uh, call. I will. Too man. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Let's, let's take advantage. Let's take advantage. You know what I like to see with TP and, and Zeke, too? I didn't see it a lot. I was telling Jesse this. I was like, man, where are the, the screens? Like the, the running back screens. I those linebackers aren't like that. They're not. They're not Levante David. They're not Devin White. You know I mean, definitely the Eagles. So I would. I would like to see them maybe attack them with some screens because that's where a lot of the success, in my opinion, from the Niners came from was screens to the tight ends to the to the uh, running backs, and even some quick tunnel ones. I just want to get to you, eight hundred three. Some quick tunnel screens to the wide receivers. No, I would like to see it. Hey, guys, man, if you're enjoying this show, do me a favor. Hit that like button. A couple people already called in and said that they were new subscribers. Shout out to you. So if you, if you are enjoying what you see, 
go ahead and subscribe. If you're not sure yet, check out the rest of everything on the channel. Let us know how you feel. And then subscribe. And then subscribe. Um, but yeah, you can call in before we head up out of here. 351-999-3787. Last question I have, and I, I don't did I even I think I might even put it up there. Who's the X factor on offense? I think I did. It might have got lost. Before we get out of here, let's get some of your answers here. Who is the X factor for the Cowboys offense against the Philadelphia Eagles defense? And I'm I'm going to go with, and this is no knock on, on, on Zeke, I'm going to go with TP. Um, based off of what we saw last week and what we've seen from Tony Pollard in his career, he's just built different. And if you're not going to crowd the line of scrimmage and he gets a slither of daylight via passing game or in the run game, it's going to hurt you. And if they're going to play back a lot, I think that mix of TP and Zeke can play out well. Because you're going to go go up against a defensive line that's pretty dang on good. But what's what they say? What's uh, the, the word they say about passes? Hey, that was good defense. It was just a better pass. Hey, that, that's a good front seven. This is just a better run. Right? So if you you might beat Biotis or you might beat Connor Williams, but if you can't get there quick enough because TP is seeing it, good luck. So I got TP. Um, Frost says Pollard, Dark Horse Schultz. Uh, Crumb says Jarwin, Smoke Pollard. Clutch Sports says CD Lamb. Yeah. If It depends, though, because CD might not be in that slot. They could put him in the slot. But I got the slot guy, too. Being being the next factor uh, on on Avante Maddox and and running up the middle of the field as well as Jarvin on one of those tight ends. Uh, Dalton Schultz says Baruch. Jacob says Wilson. Nobody in the slot can cover him. Wilson. Oh, Seti, 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 Seti. Uh, yeah. Joseph Rain, Dakota Prescott. Uh, this week Wil- Cedric Wilson shows up. Remember, I said that he, he snatched some ankles last week. Whew. Woody says, Zach Martin's my X factor. Man, Zach, you know what's so great about Zach and Tyron Smith? They're so great, we just kind of just ignore their greatness. They're like, ah. And we, we're like, all right, how did, how did Connor do? How did Steele do? How did Bihadish do? Um, how did the tight end? Dog, if you want to feel good about someone on offense that's not, you know, the sexy position, go watch Tyron Smith. Go watch Zach Martin. They are great. Living, walking, breathing Hall of Famers. I said this to Duke Mannyweather. I said, Zach Martin is a walking Hall of Famer in his prime. You love to see it. There's not too many of those, right? Like, you got players like Tom, who is a walking Hall of Famer, but he's not in his prime. I don't don't know anymore. Tom Brady. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, Zach Martin is in his prime. And he's a Hall of Famer now. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, Stephen White says mixed X's, so a whole bunch of X factors. Uh, Freight Train says Zeke and TP are the X factors. They all X factors. <laughs> I can't pronounce as it Adam. Adam, we're just gonna go with Adam. Adams, nineteen eighty six says X factor is the O line. It could be a unit. It could be a unit. That's fine. Stephen White says Noah. Noah Brown. Hmm. Noah Brown. Okay. Cooper, C.D. and Smith says, let's say Zach Martin is a role. Yes, he is a role player. Yo line. All right, let's get 614 in here. 614, what it is, what it do? What up, Scott? 
What up? What up? Who this? This is Montana. Montana, what's up, bro? Still get that drop. Man, man, man. Y'all tweaking? What are we tweaking about? Y'all, 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 y'all tweaking, man. Y'all know damn well Zeke gonna be the X factor because he gonna have to block. Hmm. Y'all know that. Hmm. You think they, you think they coming with the blitzes? When they come with those blitzes, you know how the Eagles go. You yeah. know how they play. You know they want to sneak that blitz in every now and then. <laughs> Once they do that, who's gonna be back there to keep back up? Twenty-one. Hmm. I can't do it. Eighty-eight can't do it. CD Lamb can't do it. I'm gonna be real with you. That's one thing, and Professor O or Stevie Mac, somebody might want to go get me the numbers on that. I didn't notice many blitzes against the Niners, so it didn't even it didn't even register in my head to to really think about that. But yeah, yeah, if the, if they do come heavy blitz on the Cowboys, yep, Zeke is going to definitely be an X factor in the way that he was against the uh, Bucks. I'm telling y'all, man, why Zeke gonna be the one to be holding back up? Nah, I mean, hey, that's not a that's not a that's nobody tweaking though. But but yeah, that's not a bad X factor. Ezekiel Elliott in pass protection, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Granted, TP had one good game. He had a solid game. Solid. But that doesn't mean, you know, they're just going to keep putting me back there. Okay, once you block that big ass ninety one, that's your cops that's coming through. Yeah, the middle. that's that's not going. To, he, That's not TP's gonna, forte, no. You know, he's going to abuse Connor Williams. He's going to abuse Connor Williams. For, uh, Cox? Fletcher Cox? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He just, he, he's going to abuse Connor Williams. I'm sorry. He, he, he will. I'm not saying every play, but it's going to be one of those plays. I'll give you that. I'll give you he's I'll give you Fletcher Cox is going to win or Javon Hargrave. Let's not sleep on Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox will win their fair share of bouts, but let's kind of clap it up for Connor so far this year. Connor's been pretty clean. I mean, Connor, he's been playing solid. He he haven't been getting thrown across the screen. He has not been getting thrown across the screen. No, I'll give him that. No, he's not. He's he now besides you know when what's the cat's name? Vita Veo was just charging, but that's a whole different. You know, for the most part of that game, Connor was fine, but Connor Williams has been fine. So, you know, but he's going up against another tough task. I think Fletcher Cox is different, though, in a sense than Via Vea. So, we'll see. We'll see. He's more trying to be agile, uses hands more, trying to. He's strong, know, too, but he's a veteran. Like, he's a veteran's veteran. He could beat you in a multitude of ways. But again, man. He didn't have any pressures last week, like he like yeah, Fletcher, but, and I don't know but, who the who the Niners guard is or the interior of their line is, but they, he was he was pretty. Quiet. It was Javon Hargrave who I really really am concerned about, but Fletcher Cox is Fletcher Cox, right? Like a six time. I'm not really concerned, but I'm not really too much concerned about Hargrave. No. When he was with the Steelers and when they had that super defense, what was it, 2019, I want to say, the last time he was with them. So mm-hmm. so why are you worried about Fletcher Cox and not Javon Hargrave? What's the difference? See, the difference between Fletcher Cox is he, he knows Dallas. 
He's played Dallas every year he's been in the league. He knows what Dallas wants to do. But what does that have to do with, with anything now? Just because he knows a lot of things, a, a lot of that, 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 man, look, I played down in the trenches. When I know you and I know what you want to do, so, I'm coming. So, See, our grade, so man, Connor Williams is going to hit. Y'all got to stop giving these people too much credit for average play. What? Montana. Can I ask you, have you really watched Javon Hargrave this year? Like, yeah, seriously? yeah, I have. Dog, he's, you, average. You, he's not. He's not what you're trying to make him seem, bro. What am I trying to make him seem? Dog. What am I trying to make him seem? Like, he's just this dog. Like, he's just, oh, man. Like, yeah, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a little worried. No, no. I don't, I don't not be worried about him, I, man. I'm starting to understand how you move now, and I, I think I think I know how to move maneuver myself with you now, brother. You as a me as a fan or as content creators, we can't give credit to anybody. Like we can't no. acknowledge that a player is good unless you say he's good, right? Y'all be giving overly credit. How when what have I said today that has overly credited Javon Hargrave? That the film doesn't state that he is a person that you need to watch for and you need to block up because he's been disruptive this year. What what have I put him in the Hall of Fame? Have I said he's a pro bowler? Nah, I said Javon Hargrave leads the league in run stops. Javon Hargrave popped off the screen against the Niners. He did. Seven tackles, two tackles for loss. Javon Hargrave was extremely productive against the Falcons. Uh, Two sacks and like five tackles. What have I said that makes you believe that that I'm putting Hargrave in the Hall of Fame? I'm just talking to you about what I've seen from Hargrave. I'm not saying you put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, like, you just – you just making him better than what he is. Like oh. he's a solid player, but okay. he's not nobody that's going to be doing this thing consistently every week. It's not happening. The Forty ers okay, yeah, they got healthy, yeah, but they're still missing their number one running back and Raheem Mostert. They're missing him. So they're using the fullback more when you know that they're going to use a fullback more. I'm pretty sure you're going to clamp down on the run. Now, if they had a Raheem Mostert where they could use stretch plays, what the 49ers does mostly with mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. In, in back there, Hargraves would have been taken out of the equation because they're, they're running away from him. So. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, they really didn't play nobody. Like, the Falcons, come on, man. The Falcons looking like they're going to be the number one pick, if, if not the Jaguars. I, you're basically stating what I said at the beginning of the show. I agree. They haven't played an offense like this. All right? Like, the the the, 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 Fal- or the 49ers and the Falcons did not exploit certain things that I think the Cowboys would exploit. They ran a lot of bunch. They ran a lot of 12. They ran a lot of 21 with the fullback. That and they it played right into the Eagles' hands. I completely agree. That does not mean that the Eagles don't have a, a front that is a solid front. Would you agree their front four it's is okay? It's okay. Mine is Brandon Graham. I think it would have been better. If yes, it definitely Brandon. would have been better with Brandon Graham. But you know, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, brother, it's I'm with okay. you. I, I like the I like this offense against their defense. But what I'm not going to do is discredit certain players on their defensive front. That's just that's not me, brother. I'm saying you know me. 
But I hope you're right. I hope Javon Hargrave don't do shit on Sun on Monday. I hope you're right. He won't. He won't though. Let's speak it into That's existence. Let's let's speak it into existence. Let me oh, get. No, <laughs> hey, hey, appreciate you having me on, but I'm telling oh. you, he won't be doing nothing. Listen, Montana. If he don't do nothing, I will be jumping for joy. And please call back and get your flowers on Tuesday. <laughs> call back, and get your flowers. All right. All right, man. I know you got other callers, yeah. man. All right, brother. All right, man. Peace. Uh, let's get to four six nine. What it is? What it do? Sky, what's up, baby? What up? Who this? <laughs> hey, this is James. James was the fourth. The oh. late night hot. Oh my god, <laughs> yo, yo, you were. That, I love that drop, brother. That drop was awesome, man. Somebody asked about the hype. Like I said, that's not we don't have that anymore. But we'll 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 do something together at some point. But man, what's good, bro? Long time no see, no speak. Hey, I was trying to get out to uh, God Dog on Texas Live, man, but I missed it. But this Monday, I see Jesse Holly in the morning. Our kids go to the same school. You know what I'm saying? He told me y'all gonna be doing it every week. Mm. Monday, I'm pulling up. Monday. I know y'all that bad boy jumping. Man, man. listen, like, like, listen, y'all, you seen the shows online, but when we're there, it's, it's so, like, it's so lit, man. And y'all know how I am. Y'all just see me right here. Just imagine me. You seen the, y'all seen the picture, right? Did you see, you seen the picture of me oh. and the video of me <laughs> wilding out? That, that's, that's me for real, dog. It's so much fun. So come through. Oh yeah, I definitely gotta come through, man. You know what I'm saying? Um. One thing, uh, just uh, to uh, give to the topic, one thing that I was uh, thinking about, you know, since uh, they're missing Brandon Graham, you know, Brandon Graham is out, you know, uh, prayers to him, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't pray no downfall on nobody. You right, know what I'm right. Uh, they're also missing their, uh, is he the right tackle or the right guard? Uh, guard, Brandon Brooks is their guard, their right guard. Left guard, right guard. Oh, okay. So, um, with those two key players being out, do you this week take advantage of that by rotating Parsons on the edge, or do you keep Parsons in the middle and have him do what we did last year with uh, with CJ Goodwin, having him just QB spy? You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what you what you think we should do. I, yeah, I mentioned it a little bit earlier about it. It is it is a very interesting question to talk about um, because this week Lane Johnson and Jordan Maliata are, are legitimate tackles. And I don't yeah. know if Parsons is quite ready to go up against legitimate tackles snap after snap, which then means he's not going to be able to play 80 90% of the snaps if he was at linebacker. So this week I think yeah. I move him back to linebacker and situationally rush him. Because Miles Sanders and, and uh, Jalen Hurts is really most of their offense, their intermediate and, and short offense, meaning in the, run, in the run game and underneath. Other than that, and, and again, I don't want to go too far into tomorrow's topics, but they have receivers who are just mostly deep threats. Um, so yeah. I, I think I think I move him back. And, and, and now y'all hear me reiterate this tomorrow, but I think I move back Michael Parsons to middle linebacker and let him play 90% of the snaps this week. And, and give hell to Jalen Hurts and hell to, uh, uh, what's his name, Miles Sanders. Because 
Eckler took advantage of um, LVE and Jalen Smith in the past game, which, listen, that's that's a mismatch, right? Like, that is what it is. It's no knock on those two guys. It just is what it is. So maybe you want yeah. you want to get um, you want to get Micah Parsons back involved in matching up with these running backs. Yeah, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Even I gotta give I gotta give LB and Jalen Smith, you know, hand claps because something happened where to to where their their gameplay just elevated. You know, they were looking. Uh, not so much a shadow of their 2018 selves, you know, but they were they they played at a higher level than they did all last year. So I gotta give I gotta give them credit for that, you know. Absolutely. But the segue to what you said, they Philly has a lot of deep threats. I um, came up with this thought, uh, just and, and it was just a thought just from seeing the last two weeks. All the teams that we play for the rest of the season are have not are they already have a play. It's called find number thirty, <laughs> attack number thirty. <laughs> that's the play when they need a play, that's on freaking play caller sheet. They didn't you know that little that little that little card that the coach had, he was go there, all right. So we need to play all right, send it in. Find thirty, attack thirty. You know what I'm saying? How do we protect ourselves against the vulnerability of AB? And I got to be fair. I got to be fair. Seven digs, he gave us some big plays too. How do we protect ourselves against the big play? I don't. I don't worry about about digs. Digs had one play that he he really personally gave up, uh, and that was that. Um, well, kind of two the, the crosser, but the main one, the, the longest play of the game for them was him falling asleep at the wheel. Uh, he kind of got a little uh, the second half. Like I said, man, first half digs my guy. Second half, I got to swap him out at the uh, at the spades table. You falling asleep, brother? Trying to get these trying to get these books, and you over here not watching the table. Um, so I think digs. I'm not worried about digs. This game is so crazy when you look at hindsight. The Chargers game, we went into it. We were worried about Anthony Brown specifically in that red zone. It, it, he got us, right? Like, they got us in the red zone on A.B. with Mike Williams, and then they attacked the hell out of A.B. with some uh, jump balls. It didn't work. You know, we got, we got fortunate. They didn't call a pass interference, but um, it, it, didn't, it didn't all the way work. It halfway worked. This week, yeah. I'm, I'm in, again, I don't want to give too much away tomorrow. I might be a tad bit more concerned because of, uh, Wat- I don't know what that dude's in, Watson or Watkins. They have a speedster. And then Jalen Rager. Oh. Those guys, yeah, like they're going to try to air it out on AB deep, and I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather you dink and dunk on AB and then pray like hell in the red zone and and, and hopefully you get mixed results, because if it's if it's one thing AB can't deal with, it's this is getting beat deep. So, I we'll we'll study it. We'll see what's up. How do you stop the big play? You just got to play better. You know, you got to play better. I think Quinn has been. I think Quinn's calls have been fine. Uh, you just got to hope that AB, like I said, AB is going to play. All we can do is root for the guy <laughs> and hope he plays better. You know. So, and, and the last thing, the last thing, keeping with AB, mm-hmm. we hear a lot of talk about man. We need to put in Kennedy. You know what I'm saying? What about Nashawn Wright? You know what I'm saying? What about you know uh, uh, when Boss Man come back? You know, I 
subscribe to I trust my defensive coordinators and my coaching staff that whoever they're lining up, they're lining up the best guys available at that position for what they're playing mm. or for what the team is for that week. Um, <clears throat> do you think, because we saw Ken Kennedy ball out all preseason, yep. you know, they, right, you know, he, he, he had some flashes also, but do you think that there is a misnomer going around that because of what Kennedy and Nation Wright showed in the preseason, it will translate to being in a regular season playing on the outside, meaning that that the misnomer is the play of Kennedy and Nation Wright on the outside is better than what Anthony Brown is producing. Well, I, I think you don't know if those guys are going to be better. I think what everybody wants to, wants to is talking about is let's see because you know what you have in Anthony Brown, right? Like you know you're not getting a guy who's going to play above expectation more often than not. He's going to be average at best, and he's not really going to be much of a difference maker unless it's the The only time Anthony Brown is really a difference maker is for the other team. Like we know what he is. So I think a lot of fans yeah. just want to see – what Nation Wright or Maurice Kennedy can do. Me personally, I subscribe to Nation or uh, Maurice Kennedy because I've seen him be good on the outside and inside. That's the difference between Nation Wright. Like, yes, we don't know if his preseason success is going to translate, but what I do know is that there is actual NFL film with him playing well on the inside and the outside. And I want to say, hey, let's let's see what we can happen. Uh, so let's see what what can happen if he replaces Anthony Brown. Um, but you do got to kind of caution yourself one of those, uh, you know, be careful what you wish for. The grass isn't always greener on the other side, especially with the rookie. Um, but the grass on this side, we know ain't that green. So, so yeah, I want to see what the grass is like over there, bro. There ain't been water in the grass over Ooh. on the AB side. They ain't been cutting it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So, I, I'm Man. just saying, let's, let's see what the grass is like over there. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's all I had. You know, last thing. You know I've been trying to get you to come to my dad's barbecue spot, you know what I'm saying, in South Dallas, you know. Yeah. Whenever you get some free time, I told you, I'm telling Law, uh, I, I ain't talked to Jesse yet, but I already know he's going to try to take me up on that. Y'all got free lunch on me Listen, at my dad's spot, if y'all get time. If you're there on Monday, come come holler at me so I can get that information, man. I've been enjoying barbecue down here in Texas. I told my lady, I said, I have not been disappointed yet. I went to uh, the, a trap wine fest on Saturday. Oh. What'd you say? Yeah, I, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was down there, and there was a there was a barbecue. They had a bunch of food stands, right? There was a barbecue spot. I'm so mad I didn't get their card. Oh my gosh, it was so good, man. I've not been disappointed yet in barbecue down here in Texas. So I'm I'm I still want to try more spots out. So if you see me Monday, let me know. I'll definitely come through. Yeah, man, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? 40 years in the game. Woo. We've been, you know, one of Dallas' top black catering chains, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I, I can go down a list. I ain't trying to take up the airways. But, well, but what's, what's it called? We got fans We got fans in here that want to know. What's what's the what's the place called? Oh, it's called, okay, it's called Two Partners Seafood and Grill. And Partners is spelled P-O-D-N-E-R-S. You know, um, a long-time staple in the South Dallas community. You know, we got like a wall of fame of all the famous people who then came through. People people in your field, like uh, Chris Arnold, the Hall of Famer. Two-time. You know he got a 
saw people like Johnny Taylor, uh, all kind of news anchors, the Mavs, they always come through showing love, you know what I'm saying? And guess what? The location is literally across the street from the Fair Park Complex on that main road, 352, uh, Rob you however you want to call it, you know. Uh, it's right there across the street from the Fair Park. So, you oh. know, Fair Time, we got turkey legs. And they they hey they already moving. The people pre ordering them, they don't even want to cook. They just like, hey, just give me a case, I'll cook them myself. You know what I'm saying? You know. I'm I'm gonna come through. Hopefully I hopefully I, I get to the point where I can get put on that wall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get put on the wall next to these great guys. <laughs> hold on, hold on. All you got to do is show up and get a picture. I, I, I our Billy Sorrell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He his picture up on the wall, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to bring out as many people just to share in the gym that is hidden in South Dallas has been there for over 40 years. Actually, y'all recognize my city. Y'all recognize my city for their uh, long-term work, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, most definitely, man, uh, that's, um, that's 1441, Robert B. Cullum, 352, right across the street from the Fair Park, two partners, seafood, and grill. That means you get fried catfish, too. That's P-O-D-N-E-R-S. All right. Anybody in Dallas area, you want good barbecue, you find that spot. All right, man. Checking out. Appreciate you, dog. All right. See you Monday. Yes, sir. I'm definitely checking that spot out, man. Definitely checking that spot out. Real quick, I I noticed that we got a a, a new member in here, man. Shout out to you. I believe it was E Trejo, right? I think E Trejo was a new member, man. Appreciate you joining the membership squad. Thank you very much. Um. JR with the four ninety nine donation. Super chat. He says, Why do most Cowboys commentators talking Cowboys, the break, etc., label Candy as only a slot corner? I think because he was most exclusively used as at slot in the preseason and in camp, but he does have experience on the outside as well. When I broke him down um two years ago, not yeah, last year when he signed him, I went and looked and he has experience playing on the outside. I don't know. I don't know, um, Jay, why it's just like he has to be slot or bust. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm ready to see if that grass on the other side is green or not. What what can how can it hurt you any, anymore? Right? Like, how can it hurt you anymore? Anthony Brown is what he is. Let's see what happens on the other side. All right, man. Wow, great show today. Great, great show today. I'm about to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh tomorrow. We will be talking about the Cowboys defense. I know we, we got into it a little bit today, but we'll go into more details, numbers, things like that uh, against the Eagles offense where the Cowboys can attack or how the Eagles can attack the Cowboys really as well. Um, and then Friday, we'll mix it all together. And then because it's a Monday night football game, Monday I'll be back in the morning <laughs> and um, we'll get your prediction. So Friday even though you'll probably give me them anyway. Friday is not going to be prediction day. In fact, I think we're going to do mailbag on Friday. I'm going to put that out on Thursday for you guys to drop some mailbag questions. And then on Monday, I want all your predictions, bold predictions, scores, all that stuff, call in, chat, all that good stuff, man. Today has been great. Y'all have been awesome. Y'all dropped it, man. We was about almost 400 deep in here. Uh, Facebook in the building, YouTube, Twitter. Thank you guys for joining me, man. Y'all are awesome. If you don't know who I am and you just dropped up in here, I am Will Skywalker still. Follow me on Twitter. I'll be on there talking. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know how I do. 
Um, before we get out of here, another donation. Super chat. Uh, your go says, what's up, Sky? Maybe Quinn just waiting to put Kennedy in close to midseason. I, I honestly, I don't know, right? Like, I, I really don't know. Um, we just have to root for Anthony Brown right now. Yeah, you know I'm saying just like with with uh, Terrence Steele, maybe he, maybe I mean Terrence Steele, he's in there. How do we help him out? How do we make sure he succeeds? They did that this week. AB is going to have to deal with a lot of speedster speedsters. He has speed, but he doesn't have great ball tracking ability, and he doesn't have great man coverage ability. So that scares me a little bit. Um, in regards to that aspect, I almost would rather go up a Mike Williams go up against him because Mike Williams is not going to beat you over the top. He's going to beat you underneath. So uh, we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, Eagles offense, Cowboys defense, man. All right. Thank you, um, K. Richards. Skywalker is an absolute beast with the Cowboys content. Appreciate it, man. I can always say I'm trying to give y'all the best morning show possible about the Dallas Cowboys. Show period, really. Not just morning, but one of the best Cowboys shows, period, and, and real quality content, right? Not just takes, not just throwing things out there, throwing things up. We're going to really go in. So I appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. We even got some Eagle fans in here. Shout out to the Eagle fans. Join us all week. I will be on Joe Castro's podcast later this week um, talking about the Cowboys. So make sure y'all go over there and uh, check us out. I think it's me, Jay Tuck, and Rome will all be on his podcast talking Cowboys. Why he invited all three of us on at one time to talk Cowboys with him, I don't know. Because you got three soldiers that's going to really come with it. So, uh, Joe. You better get ready, man. You better get ready, man. <laughs> uh, Hoxton says, thanks for not being a homer. Never, brother. Never. Always want the Cowboys to win every single game, but I'm always going to every single game looking at the real. So we do. So we do. With that said, appreciate you guys joining me tonight or today. God, I'm still into that tonight crap. Appreciate you guys joining me this morning. On A to Z Sports Live, the Cowboys Morning Show. I am Will Skywalker. Still, make sure y'all check out Mauricio Rodriguez later. A to Z Sports Prime Time, and then A to Z Sports Dallas on the website, on Instagram, on Twitter, all that. Check us out. Shout out to you, the my gods, and everyone that has joined me, Stevie Mac. I appreciate you. We out of here. Peace. I want me some glory hope.